Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa. And I'm Lucy, and we run Sticker Guru, a stationery and stickers shop. We created the Big Plans podcast to share the things we've learned over the past six years of running our own business. Okay, let's hop into it. Okay, so we have a list of all the tips that we have for how to have a successful sale. And we've been running a sticker shop for the past six years, Mm -hmm. so I think we have got this down pretty well. So first up is to prepare to have enough supplies ahead of time. Yeah, so things like sticker paper, cello bags, ink, cutting mats, literally just the basics. And surprisingly, we've actually run into this issue quite a lot in the past, where we just ran out of like say mailers and then we can't ship out orders until we receive another shipment of mailers it's definitely a good problem to have it for sure is but but you want to be prepared yeah so i would say that's something that people don't think about very often yeah especially when you haven't done a ton of sales maybe you're like more of a newer shop or you just haven't done a lot of like bigger sales collab sales things like that yeah have your stuff ready it's definitely really important to be prepared I would say next up would be having a game plan. Like we yes. always plan out. We always have a, a game like plan. Like when we're going to do for a sale. Especially we always like to talk about our releases, what we plan on releasing, how long it's going to take to design or manufacture, and then having enough time to actually have it ready for the sale. Yeah. So that often means that we have to plan like months Months in advance. Months in advance, especially for things that we want to have manufactured because it takes such a long time to have things not only designed, then manufactured, and then shipped. And shipping takes... Take and take, yeah. So definitely be prepared for that. Also, speaking of... Being prepared. Being prepared. You also want to change your processing times accordingly. I think it's really important to be transparent with your customers and have it be like, I feel like people may not always like go to your FAQs or whatever and look for it. So if you know that your processing time is going to be a long time, I would recommend putting it like on your front page somewhere on a banner. Definitely letting your customers know if orders are going to take longer. Like weeks. Yes. I know for us, we our usual processing processing time time is around like three to five days. Yeah. But during sales, it can extend up to two weeks and we make sure our customers know that. They're usually okay with it. Like no one has ever complained that it's been extended, but I would say... As long as you tell them. Yeah. Like, just thinking of me as a customer, like, I, when I order from other sticker shops, I want to know or have an idea. Just so, like, I don't feel caught off guard. Right. And I'm not wondering, like, where the hell is my sticker order? Or, like, if I order something for, let's say, like, Valentine's Day, which is coming up, I want to make sure I can get it. Get it in time. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely really important. And then also, last thing for a game plan is to ask your friends and family for additional help, whether that be cutting stickers, filling mm-hmm. orders, definitely have someone around that can help you, especially if you get end up getting a lot more orders than you expect. I think having someone there to support you can yeah. definitely help with the processing times. 
You should tell them about your own experience when you had that like big sale in the beginning of your sticker journey. Yeah, so I think it was like probably the one of the first sales I ever did. This is like back in 2016. Was not expecting it to like blow up as much as it did. I think it was like a 40% off sale mm-hmm. and then I think I like I had to get my mom to help me and then she even she was like helping me fill the orders and like back then we used envelopes to ship out orders. Oh so my god. She was like <laughs> like writing envelopes, putting on stamps, sealing them, like doing all that and it was definitely very helpful cuz I was the only one doing like, I remember you telling me that you were so panicked. Like, Yeah, it was definitely a lot because I was not expecting the sale to go as well as it did. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like a good problem to have, but definitely making sure that someone can help you if you need the help. Yes. Okay. Next up, I think graphics is really definitely. important. I don't see a lot of shops using graphics, or maybe I'm just not looking very closely, but I, I feel like I see people using, like, a lot more product photos. Product photos, yes. Aren't bad. Product Not photos bad. are good, too, but I think graphics just make it really clear as to, like, what the sale is, all the details, things like that. Plus, they're just eye-catching, I feel like. Uh-huh. We use Canva. Yes, Canva. They have a lot of good templates. templates. Yeah. And then once we have a template that we like, we'll just, like, keep reusing it. Yeah. And it saves you a lot of time because all I have to do is change like a couple of pictures and the, or maybe like some dates. Yeah. That's really it. So highly recommend Canva and it's free. And then we also recommend creating a, a newsletter. I think this is the most important. I think it's so underrated. It definitely is. Like out of all social medias, I think a newsletter is the most effective and just the best way to market your releases and sales. Yeah. So we use Flowdesk. We actually have a link for 50% off. Which I'll include in the show notes. And a newsletter is good because you can get your customers information and you can obviously send them. Like their emails. It's just... I feel like with Instagram or Facebook, like you're depending on other, another platform. Yeah. So like if Instagram, I don't know, randomly banned you the next day, like you're kind of screwed. You're, you're screwed over. Like if all your followers or all your sales came from Instagram, you're yeah. kind of SOL. So having a newsletter, I feel like gives you more control over your own, your own customer base. Yeah, and especially with, like, all the different algorithms that social media platforms use, I feel like it's very easy for your posts to get just buried yeah. under everyone else's It's, it's so posts. hard, too. So it's, it's hard to stand out, for sure. Newsletter is just good because you have people who are, like, interested. Like, they signed up. They signed up, they're so interested. they're interested or they're a previous customer. Yeah, and also, I will say... Even if you're not a sticker shop, you're just you're you have some other business. I think newsletters are great for any kind yeah, of business. Any kind of business. Like if you look at all the like big businesses that are like mm-hmm. established, like for example, Bath and Body Works, they send emails and it can definitely get a little bit annoying. So I would recommend not sending not it every day. Every day, but once or twice a week, I think is a good amount. Mm-hmm. Just like when you're ready to promote a big sale or a big release yeah definitely 
And we used to use MailChimp, which I think is great if you're starting out because they do have like a free plan or we had a free plan. Yeah. We quickly grew out of it. And so now we have like yeah. thousands of people on our newsletter, newsletter and it got it was, so costly. It got, it got very expensive. So Flowdesk is the way to go if you... I think we pay like $19 a month, which is... Yeah, which is really good. It's like, that's a tiny, tiny little fraction yeah. of what we paid before. So. I think MailChimp, it was like $60 a month or something. And like, quickly growing. It that was, was like... like we're, again. Yeah, we were like, we're not paying for this anymore. Yeah, so definitely plus one for Flowdesk. Yeah, and I think not a lot of us use newsletters. They don't. I've definitely seen like a lot more shops starting to get into newsletters the past year or two but i feel like still most people rely mainly on instagram as their main way to market the girls that get it get it and the, the girls, girls that, that don't, don't don't so after after hearing this after hearing this okay so next freebies next let's talk freebies so i'm gonna say freebies although we do offer them for our sales i don't think they're a hundred percent necessary. Is that an unpopular opinion? Maybe. Maybe. Because I know most shops like to offer freebies during sales, but Or they just like automatically give freebies. Yeah. But I don't think they're like I personally don't purchase make purchases just to get a freebie. Right. Right. Me neither. Like I don't think people or most people are not buying something from your shop. To oh, get that yeah, freebie. Solely to get the freebie. Unless it's like a really good freebie, but I don't know. I Chances are it's not. Yeah, it's not the main reason of shopping from your website. However, I will say that tiered freebies is a different story. And I we think love tiered freebies. Tiered freebies is really good because I think it encourages people to spend more than what they would have spent. I think a lot of what we do is we base it off of our own shopping experience. So like, I know, even though like, I have a marketing background, I know what these companies are trying to do with their tactics yeah. to get you to buy more. It's like more. very psychological. It still works on yeah. me. Like if I have a cart that's $18 and the next tier freebie is at $20, I'm going to be like, I'm going to spend Sure, that, I'm going to find something yeah, to like, to like add to my, my cart to get that, whatever that's that freebie is. Yeah. So... I do think it works. I would highly recommend trying it out. Yeah, highly recommend testing out tiered freebies and seeing how that changes your average order value because it has definitely helped for us. Also, just a personal rant, but I think not offering freebies is should be the norm. Like not offering freebies as just like a you automatically get a freebie. Yeah. It's not like a sale or anything. You're you're just throwing in a freebie. Right. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion, but I don't think it should be mandatory because I feel like it sets this expectation of, of like every shop needs to offer a freebie with order. Yeah. Cause we've definitely had, we've gone through phases of like not offering any freebies and we've received this one time. I remember it was like mm-hmm. a very angry email and the customer was like, where's my freebie? Like we're, Where's the freebie? And <laughs> where's the freebie? <laughs> and we were really confused because we we weren't giving we out weren't giving out freebies. We didn't advertise anywhere that there'd be freebies. They just kind of were expecting to get one, which I thought was a little strange. Yeah, considering just... it's a freebie and not like something they paid for, I was very confused. I 
I think we have a good system now, though. I'm yeah. like pretty happy with where we're yeah. at. Like we have PR freebies for when they mention our PR mm-hmm. team. Yeah. And we have like freebies for sales, our tiered freebies for yeah. sales, and that's pretty much. That's pretty much it. it. We don't really offer freebies just for typical orders, and I think it should be that way. Yeah. Because okay. honestly, on freebies, oh, yeah. don't get us started. Our last tip. This is to offer your sale as an automatic discount. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really helpful, like a discount, automatic discount instead of a coupon code, promo code. And I think this is good because I've noticed a lot of people actually forget to enter the, the code. code. Yeah. Like especially, especially if they're like checking out in a hurry. They're, yeah, they're like trying to get this like, like whatever limited, limited item, like they just forget to put in the code. Or we also have had, like, customers who completely missed the sale, like, didn't realize there was a sale going on, so they didn't know about the promo or Until after Until after. And, like, we've gotten lots of emails that are like, hey, I forgot to put in the code. Can you, like, refund me the difference? And it's it's just just a lot to deal with. When you're, like, busy trying to fill orders and do other things. Like, it just saves you the hassle. The hassle the potential hassle of having to deal with all that. So yeah. it's like a really small thing, but I think it really helps, at least for us. Yeah, it's definitely. helpful. Okay, so we got some questions from you guys. We had a little Q&A on our Instagram stories. So we're going to answer some of the questions that you guys got. So I will ask the questions and then we can elaborate. Okay. So first question from our lovely follower, how do you figure out what percentage to set for the sale? That's a pretty good question. I feel like we've offered a lot of different percentages Mm -hmm. and we have arrived at a percentage that we feel most comfortable with and like makes most sense to us in terms of like pricing. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, you should consider how much money and time it costs you to make your products you want to make sure that even after the discount you're, you're, you're still, making money you're still making money and i think a lot of people who offer like big percentage discounts they kind of maybe don't factor in the amount of time that it yeah. takes mm-hmm. i feel like they only consider fa- like consider the, the materials, materials. yeah but you should definitely be factoring in the amount of time. And also, besides just that, but like the money that you put into packaging or just like other things, there are other costs to running your business. So you don't want to sell yourself short. Yeah. And I would say that you can also just like maybe start out with a bigger percentage if you're less known. Yeah. I think of it as like a marketing cost. Right. And then over time, you can lower it lower as it. you go. But yeah, okay. Second question. What do you do if it's slow? Thanks so much for sharing. Smiley face. So if you're asking, like, if it's a slow sale? I think that's what they're asking. Yeah. Okay. I think for us, we have noticed, like, in previous sales that usually our the first day does the best, and then it kind of if it's like a weekend sale like from friday to sunday we notice that friday always does the best saturday tends to be the slowest and then Mm -hmm. sunday usually picks back up again yeah and we have been trying to 
make it more consistent over our past couple of sales. And we've noticed that offering special deals like doorbusters or new releases on each day has definitely helped increase the consistency, um, the consistency mm-hmm. of the sales. And so we don't really notice a slow patch anymore or a slow day anymore. Like the middle days, typically historically like the slowest day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's really helped us to not have that huge dip in the middle. Yeah. So definitely consider doing like multiple releases, deals, whatever. Things to get people to come back to your site the next day. Yes. And then some other tips. I recommend just being active on social media, like posting to different platforms. You know, there's like Instagram, Facebook. Highly recommend doing a live, like on Instagram um posting instagram stories just being active during the sale is really important so that your customers can see that there's a sale going on yeah because i feel like even if you do promote a lot before the sale there are still people who might have forgotten that the sale is happening Mm -hmm. there are people like not everyone writes it down in their planner shocking so like (laughs) i just like reminding people like oftentimes i feel like i don't see sales until they're actually happening yeah so then i'll like i'll just be like okay cool i'll check it out right now so making sure that you just stay on top of everyone's feeds yes definitely for like the wholesale because i know we sometimes like post less on day two and then there's definitely like a drop in sales, I think, when we don't really post. Yeah. So definitely posting. It's hard though, because if you're like a shop, you're trying to get out orders as fast as possible as mm-hmm. well. It's like you want to be able to work on that, but at the yeah. same time, you also need to work on promoting yourself. Right. So it's like a balance. Yeah. But that goes back to having a game plan and yes. prepping for the sale. Prepping for the sale. So there you go. Okay, cool. Third question. What are your thoughts on collab sales? So we are actually currently in a collab sale right now. Started Um, today. We are recording this. We are in the Planner Boss Collective sale. And I think collab sales can be really good, but I don't think they are necessary for your success. And I also don't think they will guarantee success. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. They are really fun to participate in and just to like get to know other yeah, shop owners, talk to other shop owners, swap samplers with them. It's just cool to see like other shops work and things like that. I love getting like the samplers and just oh, checking yeah. them out. Yeah, like, I love getting the freebies and just, you know, it's like fun to be in a sale with other shops because they're going through the same things that you are. But yeah, it's like freebies. You don't need it to succeed, yeah. but they are nice. But they are nice. Yeah. I do want to shout out our two favorite collab sales that we have been in. What First one being the one that we're currently in, the Planner Boss Collective, as well as the Ultimate Planner Sale. They're the best. They are Both the best that we've been in. I think they've just been really organized and I just like high quality. They're the like they're most well established yeah. in my opinion as well like I feel like they've both been around for a very very long time yeah and have like a good system going yeah both of them are really great there was one that we oh my gosh we were oh, I yes. say like three years four, ago, four years ago four years ago something like that 
it was a long time ago. I don't even think I don't think they're, they're around, around anymore. anymore. But it was so unorganized. Disaster. It was just like I think the person who was running it was not even. She was not a planner shop. She didn't even have any. She didn't have any, any sort, of sort of business. business shop. She was just making money off of this collapse sale, which is yeah. fine which if is you're fine. doing the work. But she promised a lot of things that she never delivered. So right. Like, she kind of just collected everyone's money. She made thousands from each collapse sale, collecting all the shop's mm-hmm. money. Yeah. Um, and then there was basically like no work. No graphics, like, no graphics, no website, no website, no uh, ads, no ads, no and these were all things that she had promised, yes, and never delivered. Just so really, just a really disappointing experience. But you know, we still did, we still did really good, really well. Yeah. So that just goes to show you don't need a collab sale to do well. Even if you are in a collab sale, it doesn't guarantee that yeah. you'll do well. It like, doesn't. You still have yeah. to put in the work, right? It's not just like an automatic success. Like you can't just rely on them to promote you or to just promote the sale and mm-hmm. expect everyone's going to come check you out. Like you still have right. to put in the effort yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Number four. I keep getting rejected by collab sales. Crying emoji. How do you get picked? So we aren't a hundred percent sure. We're not a hundred percent sure. Since we we've never we've run never, our own yeah oh just kidding we have run our own club sales but that was but, like shop friends yeah that was just for fun I wouldn't say that was like it's not like a full on club yeah um, so I don't honestly, have like the right I don't have like the exact criteria to yeah. tell you but I guess this is our general sense yeah it's, just like of, of being in like a few club sales we kind of notice some things yeah so I think it helps to be different definitely I think. Like, they don't want five million, like, same sticker shops. Right. I've noticed that they like to pick shops from, like, different countries, selling different products. So, like, not just stickers. Based stationery, like, tapes, washi tapes. Um, like, little charms. Yeah, like, paper clips, things like that. Digital. Like, all different sort of shops. So, it helps to be different. I think it always helps to be different. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, you just want to stand out. Yeah. I think that helps you get picked. But honestly, like, don't be sad if you don't get picked. Like, it's not a reflection of you or your shop. And you can always apply yeah, again. Yeah, you can always apply again. So it's really don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Like, we have not gotten picked before. So, it's like, boo, okay. But, like, you move on. Yeah. Like, you'll like, be fine. You'll be fine. And again, like, like we said, even if you do get into club sale, it's not like a guarantee that you're going to do amazing. So really, you can always do your own sales and yeah. you'll be just fine. Okay, last question that we picked is, do you have any money goals from your sale? So I feel like we never really set... Not any... 100%. It's not like we're going to make X amount. Yeah, we, we never don't hit the way like failed. Yeah. But yeah, it's never like we need to make this x amount like we always kind of just hope for the best like we're optimistic and we like put in the work you put in the work so we one thing we do like to do is we like to compare our performance performance. to past sales yes i think that's definitely really important is to honestly just compare yourself to your previous well because like you are your own greatest competitor these other shops you don't know how well they're actually doing 
and you just want to do better than you did yesterday. So we actually just recently started, I feel like we had a tracker before, but we kind of fell off the bandwagon and now we're trying it again where we have like a sales tracker or like a spreadsheet where we enter in how we did for each sale. So we'll like write down how like the percentage we offered, Uh like the deals we offered, the length of the sale, like what the sale was, how much we made from it, things we noticed, like if like, something we did was like really good, just or like really learning, helpful. just like yeah, just like a almost like a reflection on how we did yeah. is going to help us do better in future sales. Yeah, it's also helpful because I think before we were just kind of like we'd be like, oh, how did we do again last year at this for the same sale? Yeah. Like, how did we do last Black Friday? And you have to go back and look. And, and I like, think. Like, we would have to, like, scroll through our, like, meeting notes to, to like, see find what out. kind of, like, promos we did. Right. So I think just having it all in one spreadsheet, one spreadsheet is really, really helpful. Because at the end of the day, you are your own biggest competitor. I'll say yes. it again. And, yeah, so those are all of the questions we picked out. You guys have really good questions. Yeah. So thanks so much for sending those in. Yeah, I, we typically will ask for questions on our Instagram stories. So if you are interested in asking a question or if you're just curious about something related to sticker shops definitely go check us out go check us out on our instagram and leave your questions there feel free to like message us and oh will... i feel like we need to add in like a little bit about our links be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at StickerGuru. Check out our shop website, StickerGuru.com. You can email us at hello at StickerGuru.com. And you can watch us on YouTube, YouTube.com slash StickerGuru. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. Bye.